0: Welcome to the Small Business Show. My name is Swire from Garuda Promo. Uh, Today we have a graphic designer, Amy Greenworth from uh, Blue Raspberry Design. How are you doing, Amy? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on, Swire. Uh, Nice to have you. Uh, Can you give all the viewers a background of what you do and how you get involved in graphic design?
1: Yeah, so um, Blue Raspberry Design is a graphic design, branding, web design studio. Um, We're really focused on environmental and green graphic design. So we put the environment at pretty much the forefront of every single thing that we do. Um, But I really got interested in design kind of from a young age. I was always playing around in computer programs and making designs and such. Um, So, yeah, then it just kind of turned into a career and I struck out on my own. And this is where I am.
0: That's great um, so today I, I know the topic we want to discuss is uh, you know branding guy, so can you uh, let the viewer know what is a branding guy and how can it uh, how can a business benefit from having a branding guy?
1: Yeah, you um, can definitely do that. Um, I can pull up the uh, presentation here okay. um, to start showing on that um, so before really delving into a Business branding guide. I wanted to back up just a touch and talk about what branding is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of like I think it's Squarespace in their videos. They talk about how your brand starts with your website, um, you know, and that's not accurate. And then also a lot of people use the word branding and logo synonymously and that's also not accurate like a logo is part of your brand but it's not your identity right so branding is really the distinctive wording or design used to identify your business a person or an idea um so i'll focus on the visuals because i'm a graphic designer um but wording and stuff really does play a part into it as well
0: um yeah i know our copywriting you know how you describe the business could be part of your branding strategies too
1: yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll share an example of one of the recent branding guides that I did. Um, so this is for Hannah Jones. She just graduated college um, and is going out into the job market. So to really put her best foot forward, she wanted a personal brand to highlight who she is. Um, so this is what I put together for her. Okay. Um, so you can see right away it does start with a logo. Um, the guide itself. So it, it really does talk about, though, you know, it's not about what you like. It's about what does this mean? So mm-hmm. the logo really needed to represent how fun, open, energetic, um, and, like, modern um, Hannah approaches things. Um, so it needed to represent her as well as resonate with the market that she was talking to.
0: Okay.
1: Um. And then on top of this, you need kind of more than one logo. You need like a whole logo system in your brand. Um, So while the first one is very square, would work really well in those types of scenarios. Maybe if you're thinking about like a business card and you want it to be horizontal and you want the logo to take up the majority of one side of it, the secondary logo might work better because it's more horizontal with the name on one line. Um, But they still relate to each other and they're still all part of the same branding element.
0: That's a perfect option because you know we we we'll have client. Obviously, most people design their logo for uh, their website and business card. They never design their logo for promotional product. But then on promotional product, there are 10,000 different type of service. You know, like you said, you know, one good for maybe a square, maybe a circle. But then you can print a circle uh, type logo on a pen as well as you know the the secondary logo that you have. So that's that's a perfect example.
1: Right. Very true. Um, yeah. And then kind of more on top of that, um, you know, there's an icon and a type mark that was also developed for Hannah. So like, yeah, the icon that would probably work really well on like a button or, you know, social media, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. And then the type mark is more where you don't have that space to put the whole thing. So like what you said with the pen, maybe the whole secondary logo doesn't fit. So then you just go to the type mark. Um, and then, also, because of how this logo was set up with the primary and secondary um a secondary type mark was also developed for hannah um, and then lastly, a submark and I use this term very loosely for submark, but really it's just kind of a another mark that's adjacent to the logo, so this one could work really well as like a frame to photography or um you know even with promotional materials, maybe it's like an accent on like a bag or something like Like a
0: watermark right like to yeah like when we when i have like all the banners around the, the show right now so kind of like those to make it you know consistent with the brand that's that's very nice
1: yeah exactly um and then also along with the guide so it lays out all these resources that you have to use but it also talks about the best practices and the usage um so like You don't want to use the black with the light pink on like a really dark color. It's really going to wash out the logo. You want to be more um, conscious of how you're using it. So, I mean, that ties into all promotional materials, printing and stuff too. Like if you have a darker colored, um, you know, piece of fabric or something, you know, printing black on it isn't really going to work. It's not going Mm -hmm. to be recognizable, especially not from a distance.
0: Um, so you you actually finish the guy and then you teach Hannah how to use the guy, basically, correct?
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, and then throughout the whole thing, there's like small usage notes and tidbits just as a reminder of like, oh yeah, this is what this means um, okay. type of a thing. So it re- yeah, it really becomes like their roadmap to their brand. Um, and then also how to use it with, with photography as well. Um, Hannah herself was actually a photographer, but I mean, even if, she wanted to work with somebody else, you know, she could go to the photographer, show them this page and be like, okay, this is how my brand needs to work with these photos. Let's talk about what their composition needs to look like in order to keep the brand consistent. Um, so yeah, it can really work on multiple levels in that sense. Um, and then also to talk about, so a lot of the, the um, logos have a lot of different colors to them, but really defining a color palette and this keeps everything consistent because color is you know one of those first immediately recognizable things and you want everything to be consistent you know even if you use pink there's how many different shades of pink a ton Mm. so you want to like be able to reference back to the same one or get it as close as possible um, really with everything that you do Um, and then same goes for fonts like say you're creating a brochure or something you know, okay, you're like, I I know that my headings need to be in this font to keep consistency. This is what my body copy should be so that it's legible um, and all those things.
0: What, what I have thought on uh, fonts, because I, I know, you know, as a client, sometimes they want something that more fancy, more elaborate, but then it's when it comes to printing, you know, it's, it's you know, as a printer, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, there are fonts that are not print as well than the standard blocky form? Like how do you balance the design and the the actual functionality when it gets to the uh, printing standpoint?
1: Yeah, um, I've run into that a lot too. I think one of the main things is there's ones that I define very much for like, this will work much better in a digital space and this will work much better in a print space. So just understanding the limitations of the actual font but also I think when selecting fonts to use in a brand even if I find one that I really like and it's like not quite legible it gets tossed out because you know a font's purpose is to uplift not to distract and I think in a lot of cases with that showing clients like the difference of okay this is what that font that's really fancy looks like and this is what a very clean like legible font looks like Um, especially with promotion materials I feel like the distance test is always important. Like how close do you need to be to something to actually.
0: Yeah, because sometimes the font are, are so small, uh, there's, it won't be legible, it, it, especially yeah. sometimes we're limited to the physical imprint area of, of the piece. So that they, maybe they're doing a pin or they're doing a banner. So, uh, you know, you can not see as well as it, you will be on a banner on a pin.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's too where the uh, the different logo styles come into play too. And yeah, that's kind of why the whole font guide exists too, to hopefully try to help guide that a little bit. Um, Yeah, for printers and the business owners.
0: Well, so what is the creating process? Is this this should tell you the idea, the client tell you the idea, and then you create a style guide for them? Or uh, how do you find Uh, a font that both looks nice on uh, the eye and then uh, that works well, you know, from the printing standpoint or or on a website.
1: Yeah. um, So actually let me skip ahead a little bit. So the process, yeah. um, Really a lot of it, it it starts by backing up like a ton. (laughs) Um, I always like to guide clients through a, a workbook of like, What are your values? Like what truly drives you? Um, And so that's kind of where the conversation starts so that when they say that they want the font that is, you know, a lot more fancy or something, it's like, okay, does that reflect your values? And if it does, how do we have that conversation of showing them like, okay, this is what it actually looks like printed um, versus this is what it could be. Um, So yeah, really, I think a lot of branding and design is based on, just conversation and really getting to the like the meat of why they're doing what they're doing um, okay. and yeah digging up from there um, but yeah I, I am a fan of options <laughs> as well <laughs> so like when I did start with Hannah these were the three logos that I initially showed her as
0: options. oh nice
1: um, so the first one obviously that's the one that she picked um, the middle one was personally my favorite, but I mean, you know, it doesn't matter what the designer wants as their favorite (laughs) because it's all about the client. It really is. Um, And that one ended up being a little too elegant for who she was and a little bit too rigid and professional. Um, And then the third one was completely in the opposite direction where it was too playful, too fun, Mm -hmm. not professional enough. And so the first one ended up really being that mix. So yeah, I think that, um, you know, showing options, talking about why they resonate the way that they do, why you like what you like, why you're really passionate about something, um,
0: yeah, and cool. I like that you know the this is like the complete logo, but then you're able to take away uh, different elements and create a different version or a secondary logo based on you know the full logo that you have on the screen right now,
1: right, yeah, yeah, that's personally one of my favorite parts um and you know, I think everything that we've talked about with how there's so many different applications, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I, I don't deal with just logo creation. It's you get a brand guide or you get nothing kind of when you work with me because it's too important of a thing to ignore. Um, yeah, it just it works together so much more as a system.
0: Do you, do you notice that sometime when you create a branding guide, so obviously it's very elaborate, you know, a lot of details into it, you mm-hmm. know, as we can see. Um do they know how to use it? Like, or maybe like in the beginning, they're all excited. You know, they want to show everybody. But then, uh, you know, I think when client that I talked to and sometime when they sent us logo, they only sent us the a JPEG or PNG or like a low-res logo, because I'm sure that you send them the high-res file like Illustrator, uh, you know, AI, EPS, but then they couldn't open it. So they didn't think that it's important. So after like a few years, normally, uh then they don't have those files anymore because they they thought it's this file that they don't need. So they end up having only the low format. So how would you suggest people to use and hang on to your branding guide?
1: Yeah, um so actually so this is one of the pages that I yeah I want to highlight with how they use it. So in the beginning of every single book, there's this brand file format. Um, and it tells everybody like why you need these files, like what are they exactly? Um, and it talks about vectors versus image file, like vectors, you know, designers, printers, we all know what it means, but I'll tell a client, do you have a vector of that? And you know, nobody knows what it is. (laughs) Um, so yeah, this breaks it down really well, um, with saying like the AI file or the EPS file that's for print, you can scale it infinitely, um, It's transparent and then breaking down how PNG and JPEG are for web um, and then same with an SVG for web developers and then that's represented on how the file structure is put as well. So the folders are labeled like for print use. So hopefully Mm, people will go into this and be like, okay, I'm printing something I need to go into the for print use file folder.
0: yeah I love when clients send us a branding guide so like we we'll, we we'll go look and you know all print so that's for us and uh, and I like you know especially with your design too like you tell exactly what color you can use what color don't can use so when we choose an item for a client if we have a branding guide then my process to help them find what they're looking for is a lot faster so I I eliminate uh, already all the colors that they don't need that doesn't be on brand I just show them uh what's you know available uh, with the color that they want,
1: yeah, yeah, and that saves everybody time, it saves everybody money. <laughs> it's you know this initial investment up front it it like really is so smooth as and it it can be used for years, yeah, for sure, um yeah, and then that's also part of why each logo has different color variations as you go deeper into the file structures and it's broken down like that. I think i when I sent this, Hannah probably got about one hundred and fifty files, <laughs> which <laughs> sounds like a lot, but when it's broken down in like the purpose and how you're using them it it becomes very manageable and not overwhelming to look at and dig through um so yeah that's the goal anyway
0: okay so um tell us more so for obviously we see your example with hannah that you know uh, working with a graphic designer can obviously uh, enhance uh your brand image so um uh, in terms of promotional product, because we deal with a lot of different uh, items, or you know they have different uh, print area, how can a des- designer enhance or improve the outcome uh, for promotional products?
1: Yeah, um, so I think that a designer really helps because designers and promotional. Product, like we speak the same language almost, you know. Like if I'm talking to you about color space and you tell me, you know, it needs to be CMYK and it needs to be this many DPI or it needs to be a vector, I immediately know what those words mean. Whereas, you know, a client who's in a, I don't know, let's say like real estate company or something, it's just not in their vocabulary because it's, you know, different industries. Um, So, really, the expertise and the knowledge that comes with a designer it saves time for everybody because, you know, you don't need to learn this whole new industry. Um, it's all just laid out for you in that sense. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. My, my last question is, do you think only people in the creative industry, let's say Hannah is a photographer. So she mm-hmm. obviously in the creative industry, do you think there are only certain type of business will need a branding guy? And what are your thoughts?
1: I think every business could use a branding guide, quite honestly, um, because so it's really, you know, it's not about necessarily, it is about looking good and looking nice, um, and having a really great aesthetic to it, but it's also about that brand recognition. Like, um, Mm -hmm. if you're scrolling through Instagram and you follow some businesses, you know, when you see somebody's post, you want to be able to, you want your audience to be able to recognize that it's you immediately without even having to read your name. Um, And that really leads to the recognition and the brand loyalty that comes with it because you're going to know what you're getting and it's going to increase that trust and it's going to increase your sales in that sense too, because they'll know that it's you. And if they already like you, they're more likely to purchase from you. Um, And also I think, you know, it, it just saves time, whether you're a photographer or in the construction industry or you know, like a software developer or something, having a guidebook to reference back to, you're not going to be reinventing the wheel every single time you design something, even as you change and grow, um, you know, the brand really lends itself to help you do that.
0: I I totally agree because, you know, we all be in a daily life and if I name, uh, you know, coffee, uh, mattresses, you know, uh, tennis shoes, then we already have a brand in mind and we know what their branding kind of look like. Um, and then I think by having a branding guy, uh, the upfront cost, uh, justified at the end because I couldn't tell you, uh, how many times that, that we try to save the, the client's logo, uh, because we couldn't find the right format. But then if it's done by a professional designer and you have all the format, like, uh, Amy is showing here, all the structures, uh, if any printer that is being a business and they know how to, you know, read the file, then you can go wrong. You won't, uh, a lot of times pre- people print the wrong logo and you have a thousand of items and it's the old version of the logo that maybe they save it you know, on the previous version. This will give you all the details. you know. Uh, anywhere in the world, I would say you go, if you send them the file the guy, it will be the same color, it will be the same format. Uh, that's how uh, a big brand like Coca-Cola will, will probably do. And a small business can also benefit from this by having a branding guy who details it kind of like a business plan you know you gotta yeah. you won't go uh, do a business without a good business plan or do marketing without a marketing marketing plan. Brand. branding guy is uh, you know something that a business gotta think uh, in, inside to because as, as you grow you're gonna have more uh, you know exposure on website on social media on print or trade show uh, this is very important so uh i'm I'm glad that Amy, this is a wonderful example uh and then you know it's a great showcase of uh you know what a branding guy can do for a business
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything you just said, spot on, agree with it hundred percent, yeah, I think it's definitely a really great tool for businesses to have
0: all right, thank you so much Amy. I'm gonna put your uh content information in the polls, and if a uh, viewer have more questions about branding guy, do reach out to Amy and thank you uh, so much for coming on today, Amy.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All
0: right, take care. Bye. All
1: right, bye.